passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Good morning, Chuck. Morning, guys. How's it going? I think Tommy and I are a little hacked off this morning, man. We had our about sk- what about that Texas Arkansas basketball <laughs> game, dude? I mean, come on. Yeah. We had planned on going back to the Airbnb in Auburn directly after the game after Pittman's presser, and now there's no sense in that because the game's not going to be on. Yeah, kind of a bummer. I feel bad for our fans. Um, you know, I, I know people want to watch the game. In the grand scheme of things, this is an exhibition game, and I understand that. Um, but it's also Arkansas and Texas, and they could play in tiddlywinks, and people would want to watch it. And That's just kind of how it works, you know, when you put Arkansas and Texas together in a competition. And I know people wanted to watch it. And, um, you know, let's just tell the truth on this. I mean, this is about, in this case, I'm sure the Texas coach, um, and all coaches are like this. They're paranoid about video. They're paranoid about things like that getting out and, um, they want to be able to play good competition in the exhibition season and not have people pay attention to it. And I don't know if they're going to be able to pull that one off. And, you know, it's just unfortunate the way it's worked out. Well, then have a closed-door scrimmage. Don't well, invite the public I, I don't, in. Hey, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I, I'm, not, uh, um, I'm not taking up for them. I'm just saying that I think well, that's I, what happened. I understand. I'm just uh, – I'm, I'm a little miffed at, at – uh, and Chris Beard this morning. I mean, I someone needs to step in, and, and, and it's, too well, late. it's too late to change this now. But I understand that, you know, there's paranoia. And let's, let's be honest, Arkansas's red-white game and the game Monday night wasn't streamed either. So, I mean, let's, let's not throw stones, in, you know, in, in glass houses. But, you know, they got UTEP, Houston Baptist, and then they play Gonzaga. Kind of like Arkansas. Arkansas's got three opponents that you think you should roll through, and then they go to Maui. So, uh, you know, Texas is 12th ranked. Arkansas is 10th ranked. This is a big deal. You got two top 15 teams. I know it's an exhibition, but this is something that the fans on both sides, and I hate defending or taking up for a Longhorn fan, but they're getting the shaft too on this deal. 
Well, it sounds to me like this thing was maybe thrown together. I don't want to say at the last minute, but it doesn't sound as though to me that a lot of the things were, uh, you know, really came together in terms of, you know, how this was going to be presented uh, when the when the game was scheduled. And, um, yeah, I mean, I know people want to watch it. I, I understand all that. The thing that I don't know is, you know, when this decision was made, did they jump the gun saying it was going to be on the Longhorn Network? I can't imagine that, you know, Chris Beard was ever for this game being on the Longhorn Network. Um, I don't know how that got out. I don't know why they said that because from what I'm told that, you know, for quite some time now, at least for several days anyway, on Texas's website, this game was not listed as a game that would be televised by the Longhorn Network. Now, I don't know how many of us, I certainly don't, you know, check the basketball schedule at Texas on a daily basis, uh, but I'm told that that's, you know, the way that their website appeared. So I don't really know exactly what happened here, but um, I do know at the end of the day that people aren't going to be able to watch it, and I suspect that moving forward for everybody, things like this are going to have to be taken into consideration. So let me ask this question in general without pointing a, a, a finger at, at Chris Beard here directly, but should coaches in general be allowed to make that decision? Should this be on their level, or should someone wearing a tie, making less money than the coach in the administration building, at whatever university that is, should the coach be making the decision on what games will and won't be televised? Well, in this case, it's their game. And I think all of us who've worked in college athletics understand that, I mean, the coach is the final say. And that's the reason that I wonder um, why it was even said that this game was going to be televised by the Longhorn Network. I don't think Chris Beard, for example, had a change of heart. I don't think last week he thought to himself, you know, I just assumed this game not be on TV. I don't think he had some epiphany that for the duration he's known that he didn't want this game on TV. And, and you know... Uh, again, I'm not going to cast stones at him. I don't think there's very many coaches out there, frankly, that uh, love for would love for their exhibition games to be on television. But, look, we all know that if you want to get a tape of somebody playing, you can find it. Yeah. There's a Absolutely. website out there. It's not hard to do. Nope. Um, I mean, you can, uh, uh, you can find it pretty easily. And these guys, if, if that's what they want to do, they can certainly do that. I'll do I suspect some people do? Yeah, I yeah. think they probably do. But, um, you know, again, I, to answer your question, I think if you're going to play games like these, marquee-type exhibition games, there is going to have to be some kind of oversight in terms of what you're going to do with television and things of that nature because, you know, you, you, you can't tease people. And... Um, you know, that's the unfortunate part on this is I, I, I think Razorback fans kind of feel like they were teased a little bit. Now, look, this is not something we're going to be talking about a month from now, and I understand that. In the grand scheme of things, this is this is not going to be the defining moment of the basketball season. But, but, by, but by God, we're talking about it today. <laughs> but I understand that for right now, this sticks in people's craw. I mean, I get it. It'll pass pretty quickly, but not today. You're right. Well, if you're going to take this route on, you know, televising the game, streaming the game, putting it on the Longhorn Network, whatever level of distribution you want to have, 
if you want to zero out everybody outside that arena, why are you even letting people in if you're so paranoid? And that's that's my assumption is there's coaching paranoia overriding this decision. If you're so worried about that that information leaking out about how good your team is or isn't, what your personnel look like, no. why even letting however many fans well, are going to file into that arena get there? I will say this in defense of Chris Beard. I will say this in defense of the entire thing not being televised is I'm sure that, you know, you're telling a coach, yeah, you can play this game. We're happy for you to play this game. But we're going to open the new arena, too. And we're going to have 20,000 people in there. So, you know, I don't know that that's, a, you know, from the, from the initial standpoint, it's like, wow, this is not your average exhibition game. And all of a sudden you're talking about putting it on TV. I understand the paranoia. I really do. Um, but, you know, again, I also understand fans being upset about it because they were told it was going to be on TV and now it's not. And I think with this whole situation, if that was the case, why post highlights? Why post anything? Well, why give them an opportunity put up to a box see yeah. all that. Part of the, uh, you know, part of this is, and, and this is kind of how we are as a society. If we don't see it, it didn't happen. You know, people say, uh, you know, I this 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 happened or that happened, and um, you know, sometimes if people don't see it. You know, the first thing they say is, well, you got a video? You got a video link? Yeah, that's the world we're in. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the world we live in right now, and I think sometimes this transfers over into ball games. It's like, well, you know, we know it happened, but if we didn't see it, it doesn't really mean that much to us. Yeah. But, but, but to be fair, and, and I don't want to put you in, in a bad spot here, but Arkansas didn't televise the Roger State game uh, either, uh, and no one really questioned that. Now, it was Roger State. It wasn't Texas. So, I mean, it wasn't like – there was a, a march down Dixon. By God, this game's got to be on stream. You know, we got to be able to see it on the SEC Network Plus. But let's also be fair in the conversation. Arkansas's had a red-white game and an exhibition game, and it wasn't televised either. But no one was throwing was, a fit Monday well, and Tuesday about it. I will say this. We could go back to the days of Stan Heath and John Pelfrey when nobody cared if they were playing a regular <laughs> season game, much less an exhibition game. Fair. So, I mean, this is... You know, this is part of it. I mean, when you're good, people want to watch you play. I remember how it was when the Razorbacks were in contention 25, 30 years ago. I, I mean, every time they opened the door and a Razorback basketball player was in the building, it was an event. Remember when they when Nolan would do that? I know you remember this. Ty, you may not. The, the, the midnight madness. When oh, the, yeah. you know, the, the, the time would roll around, and you could, you could get in there. And that, for some, that was the only time you could get into Barnhill, and then it just became a huge event. I don't know why they – moved away from it, college basketball in general did and um they would pack that thing out they you had to bring a can good you to bring get a in. can of beans yeah. and you could go to the and, game and and it started they'd have a dunk contest and all these things before midnight and they they'd, they'd have a a gloss over 30 minute 45 minute practice at midnight and then you know but it was a celebration of the start of the season it was and, and you know some places still do it some places still and um some places don't and you know, a lot of it's demand. I mean, let's face it, a lot of it is demand. And, you know, there's not been until the last couple of years, there's just not really been that demand. I mean, we went through a lot of years where they still had Midnight Madness and nobody went. Well, some of it's overexposure. Now that you can see the team every game, back when we grew up, Chuck, you, you got to see the team oh, on TV right. maybe, maybe five or six times, even when they were good. There just wasn't that many opportunities to watch on TV. Even in the 90s, there was more TV then than there was in the 70s and 80s. But you just didn't see the team that often. So events like Midnight Madness, events like these exhibition games, 
were the rare opportunity for the non-season ticket holder to get to see the team. So it's seemed- Ty, Ty, you would never believe this, but when I was growing up, Arkansas would play a game at 7 o'clock, and it would be shown on tape delay mm-hmm. at 10.30, and the sports guy would come on at 10.25 on TV and say, if you don't want to know the score, turn down the sound because we're about to show the ball game at 10.30. That's how watching games yeah. was back then. You guys are so spoiled now. <laughs> but, 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 but my point in all this is, is that people do expect to be able to watch things now. They expect to be able to watch things now. We're spoiled. We're entitled. And that's what we want as sports fans. By God, we want to watch the game. Well, on the what? ninth day, the good Lord gave us fiber internet. We expect, <laughs> we expect the technology to be used. I understand all that. I think fans are coming from the perspective of if you have the capabilities to do it, which Arkansas has seemed to have for Roger State and Austin seems to have, they're replaying the Texas-Oklahoma game on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. It's not like they're playing, replaying a, or playing a live event. And as we stated earlier, both on Texas's website and Arkansas's website, it has that. I know we're going at Chris Beard, but we don't need to let Eric off the well, hook, it, 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 at least from the optic standpoint. The yeah, optics but, yeah. are that this was a mutual decision. And for a guy that is so staunch on marketability, this is a great opportunity well, to market your top 10 team, you're going to have film for the Maui teams you play in the next couple weeks. So if it's that big of a deal, don't post highlights. Don't let anything get out. As you said, don't let anyone in the Moody Center. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Well, That's just not how this works. Maybe you're right. But, well, evidently you can. But, 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 you know, <laughs> that's how it's going to be. But this needs to be a thing where Crystal Aconte and Hunter Yurchek say, you know what? This is what the fans want. As much as it is your basketball team, we're showing this game. Mm -hmm. Period. End of story. You're talking about the ties. This has to be a situation where at least it looks like that Chris and Hunter are getting walked on by their head coaches. You're the boss, not them. I don't care if it's their basketball team. This is your athletic department. You should make, you know what? We're broadcasting this game. Deal with it. You guys are too good of coaches to allow that paranoia. Say what you want about Chris Beard. He's a great coach. You're too good of coaches to allow that paranoia of one additional game to affect what you think is going to happen in Maui and what you think is going to happen against Gonzaga. That's ridiculous. That should, you should be pissed this morning if you're a Razorback fan. I'm pissed. I wanted to watch the game. What's well, two top 15 teams? It's 12 versus 10. I mean, that Ty had his day planned. He was going back to the Airbnb, and he was going to watch the yeah. game. I mean, there were going to be lots of seltzers consumed during this thing. I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a shame. So. Hey, let me take a break from all this just for a second. Tell you about my friends at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. You know, now more than ever, if you're buying or selling a home, I mean, you're spending a lot of money. It's probably the biggest transaction you'll make. Um, you need a pro on your side. Market seems to change every day. I read stuff every day. It's this way in this location. It's that way in another location. You want somebody that does this every day, and that's what they do at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. That was my experience with them. I partnered with them to buy a home and partnered with them to sell a home, and both times it really exceeded my expectations. They know how to get you from contract to close. They know how to get you to close and get the money in your hand if you're selling, and they know how to get you into your house if you're buying. They've got an office in Fayetteville. They've got another one in Springdale. They're in Bentonville, Fort Smith. They've opened up an office in Branson, Missouri as well. You're going to see their yellow signs all over town. And 
you can log on to wikergriffin.com. That's a fantastic text from Cody in Hot Springs. He says, let's get Flow Sports involved. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, where's Flow Sports when you need them? Can you imagine the uproar and the anger from both sides in Austin, Texas, and Fayetteville, Arkansas, and all across this state if an email or a press release came out that said, hey, we can't broadcast this game on the SEC Network and Longhorn Network, but if you want to watch it, you can pay $30. Yeah. On Flow Sports. Yeah. I've seen it suggested well, uh, Pinto go down there with his phone and uh, <laughs> on Twitter. I think the bottom line for these guys is that uh, this game's not going to be on TV. Flow Sports, Longhorn Network, you know, UATV. I mean, <laughs> it, it isn't going to be out there. I, I yeah. just, uh, I think that decision's been made. You know, at least for Texas fans, you can easily go and it will be broadcast on i don't know if it's their entire basketball network but i know they're in austin you can listen to the game i saw that yesterday you know chuck you guys are busy doing the football game so it's understandable why arkansas doesn't have a radio broadcast to this but there's essentially no access at all for arkansas fans to really keep up other than the i'm I'm gonna guess maybe bob holt and one or two others go down to this game and Maybe they have a tweet or two during the game. I don't game, know. But I don't know. I, I would I would think those guys, you know, and let's be honest, in the media business right now, it's kind of like every other business. It's not like you got person, you know, running around the building looking for yeah. something to do. I mean, you got one person doing three jobs, kind of like it is at every other business right now, and I'm sure it's that way. I know it's that way, uh, particularly in the newspaper business right now. So, you know, that is one thing, too. I, I mean, everybody's, you know, you got to staff this thing, and that's not as simple as it sounds. Yeah. So what you're saying is if fans really want to listen to this game and somehow consume this content, they can listen to the horn in Austin? Or that's exactly right. 1,300 that's exactly is right. On, yeah. online. So I'm going to have to listen. Now, I will say this. Craig Way is a great play-by-play guy. He really is. He, he's a friend of mine, the voice of the Longhorns. He's a great guy. I know you shouldn't say that about a Texas guy, but he is. He's a pro's pro, and if um, and if that's what it comes down to, now he's going to be a Longhorn, just like we're Razorbacks. But um, it sounds like that's 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 what it's going to come down to. It sounds like Chuck has a Broyles Royal relationship with the <laughs> no, Texas guy. I know. I I think uh, there's there's, there's the, honest to God. There's there's <laughs> no. There's not any out there that I dislike. Some I like more than others, and uh, Craig's a good guy. I met him. Uh, I was over at the old Rosenblatt when Arkansas played. I guess that had yeah. been. Why can't you just say he's a cocky POS, Chuck? Why no, can't you just he's lie not. to us? No, he's not. He, we, he is a good guy. We all were when we were younger, but he's getting older, too. He's kind of mellowed out. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's hear from Jimmy. Are y'all going to Maui together? Yeah. Or no. Bahamas this summer? What do y'all no, got planned? Oh, no, nothing like that. Gosh. <laughs> Jimmy and Conway, go ahead this morning, man. Top of the morning, fellas. Hey, do, do you think Frank Bowles would let a coach tell him we're not going to televise an Arkansas Texas game? This is ridiculous. When they put this together, they knew it would be a sellout. Everybody's going to want to see it. And I, I, I'd like to hear from your check why it's not. Give me a legit reason. Come on. Well, partly is because it's not our game. Yeah. It's not our game. Um, you know, it's not our game. It's their game. And I don't know how else to put it. I, I mean, you don't you have know, control here. So. Yeah, you don't have any control over it. Arkansas doesn't have control over this. I think that, and correct me if I'm wrong, when Eric was asked about this game, he called Chris, right? 
he called Beard and wanted to set something. They wanted to play this game on the road. Arkansas is a better basketball program than Texas right now. If they really wanted to, they said, well, if Texas wouldn't have come to Bud Walton for exhibition game, real game or not, they're not coming here. So I, I'm with you, Jimmy. That's a great point. No way, no way in heck Frank Broyles, if he's the athletic director. And listen, I don't want to drill Hunter Yurchek because I think he's done a great job since he's arrived at Arkansas. But you're going to tell me that the late, great Frank Broyles, if Arkansas is playing Texas in chess and he has the ability to televise it, that he's not going to do that? Come on. But that's an unfair comparison. We didn't have all these capabilities back then. You didn't have exhibition games between, but you didn't even have exhibition games yeah. in college basketball back then, much less <laughs> the budget to do something like what you're doing now. So, I, 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 you know, it's easy to say, well, you know, this this guy would have never let that happen. That was a completely different era. They weren't, clamoring for, different the, era. weren't clamoring for the athletes in action game to be streamed back in the 80s. <laughs> no. no. Well, but, but, but now let me tell you this. In 1993, if Arkansas had been playing the EA Sports All-Stars or whoever, and there had been streaming capabilities back then, people would have wanted to see it. And, and that's, that, you know, there's capabilities now, and they want to see it. But, I mean, it's easy to cast stones in all this, and I get it. I get it. To me, the mistake in all this was even saying it was going to be on the Longhorn Network. That was the mistake in all this. He wasn't scheduling the game. He wasn't going down there. Wasn't doing, you know, the the idea of playing the game is not a bad idea. Where the mistake was made, in my judgment, was that somehow, some way, everybody thought it was going to be on the Longhorn Network, and as it turns out, I'm not really sure that was ever in the plan. And again, if you really want to listen to it, the Horn FM in Austin and AM 1300 online, if you really want to listen to this game, which honestly, I hate that I say this, and what's the guy's name, Craig Way? Is that what you said, yeah. Chuck? I think yeah. I'm going to have to listen to Craig Way on Saturday. Well, here, how much of this percentage-wise, guys, how much of this is it because it's Arkansas-Texas, and how much of it is because, hey, we really care about this basketball team? 100, well, 90% Arkansas-Texas. Okay. 90% Arkansas-Texas. Guys, if Arkansas was playing Auburn in football Saturday and the basketball team was playing Rogers State at 3, we'd be talking about the football game this morning. Yep. But it's because it's Arkansas and Texas. But I would think that's good for Eric Musselman that your fans are outraged that you can't even watch an expi exhibition game, right? You're, you have well, to be excited about the well, way he's excited about this season well, for a number I, of reasons. That's why I'm saying. Are people but pissed because it's Texas or pissed because they can't see the team? Say, I'd say 90%, but I think it, it wasn't as much of an uproar about Roger State, but fans were ticked they didn't get to see the red-white game. I think the point is in the past well, it's been zero. There were, hey, look, there were 4,000 people at that game. Let's not sit here and act like there was this public clamor to go watch Arkansas play Rogers State. There wasn't. Yeah, but it was would raining. people would people yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> would 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 it, it's it's gonna be fifteen degrees for some of these home games in January, February too. I mean you can always look for an excuse. Yeah, all right. But but I mean, people would have watched it on the stream. I don't know how many. You know, maybe some. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. 
Bet online where the game starts. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Now we got an inside scoop. We wiretapped what's going on at Texas A&M. Here's an oil boosters conversation with Ross Bjork. Is there no way we can get rid of him? Not without cause, Michael. I have cause. It is because I hate him. (laughs) That's what's going on right now in College Station with Jimbo Fisher. The latest news, Aggies have suspended three football players indefinitely. They're pretty talented kids. I think they're all freshmen, if I remember that right. True freshmen, I believe. OutKick is reporting it had something to do with the marijuana is what's going on. Not just that, but did you also see where they were indulging? You can tell. In the locker room is what the report said. That's uh, that's something. That's bold. That's a bold move, Cotton, uh, right uh, there to, to be firing one up in the locker room, apparently. Yeah, and earlier... Well, that's th- true, but that's, there's several reports out there uh, stating that. Earlier this season, guys were suspended, according to reports, because of curfew. Now the reports are because of this, and as Tommy just stated, the locker room is... That is a wild, wild... Move on your. Well, you got to have some. Maybe have a, maybe they had a doctor's note. It'd be medicinal. Well, is that know, legal in Texas? I, supposedly, I've never tried it, but it, supposedly it helps with anxiety. I can't imagine right now if you're a Texas A&M Aggie football player, coach, or hell even fan, you got a lot of anxiety right now. So maybe maybe they're dealing with anxiety. You know, hypothetically, and this of course is just a hypothetical. Let's say a young man was in school and decided, I'm going to see if I can eat a pot brownie and play basketball. Let's just say hypothetically, that's the worst intramural basketball game that he's ever played in his life. So I don't know how that would help them. I guess if they're getting hit, that would be less playing. And then again, this is all alleged, of course, and just reports according to OutKick.com. But this is a yeah, bad situation. But these are real athletes. Yeah, that's a good point. This I'm not is sure a, who you were talking about. Yeah, this, ago. it's a hypothetical yeah, thought. Right. Come on, man. But we're talking no, about real athletes. This is a situation that Jimbo is dealing with right now, and... I'm taking, again, joy in it, and it's fun because I hate that school. I hate that football program and everyone associated with it. I think now you look at Texas A&M, that loss hurts even more. You're just more ticked off because they're just in a downward spiral right now. They might not make a bowl game with the number one class. And let me let me just tell you this. This is not just the number one class this year. This has been described by rivals, on three and 24-7 sports as the greatest recruiting class of all time. Now, I know it, it's not like basketball where snap of the finger, freshmen are ready to go. Football's a little different. But still, the optics of this, oh, Texas A&M's going to for, compete for an SEC West title. Tommy, they're not going to get close. It's I know they played Alabama competitively, but it's not going to be close for Jimbo Fisher and company to even compete for the West. No, this year, they'll no. be lucky to make a bowl game. No, that, that's a two. That's a, I guess, a three-team race right now. Ole Miss still has a say in this. Bama and LSU appear to me to be the three teams that will decide the West. 
Huge. Huge. You can't overstate the importance of the A&M Ole Miss game this week. It's it's on A&M's home field. It's a it's a make or break, I think, for for the season for Ole Miss, and I think because I think A and M season's already lost. But it's a maybe a. Um, I I still don't think they'll fire Jimbo at the end of this year. But it's a make or break for for a lot of things moving forward for his program, and it probably determines the level of fan support, recruiting, a lot of other things that'll happen the rest of the way in November. What happens in this game? So. That is a that's a game I am very much interested in watching as A and M and Ole Miss this weekend. And let's be honest, it's it's, it's going to go a long ways to deciding second place in the West at least. Do you have a preference who you'd rather win that game? The referees. Um, <laughs> actually, I'd probably have I'd rather Ole Miss or A uh, and M win this game because you still play Ole Miss. I mean, you just look at where Arkansas. If Arkansas is trying to climb up the pecking order of the West. You got to root for A and M from from that standpoint. It puts Arkansas in a better position if A and M wins the game. Yeah, A and M has lost to Alabama. They've lost to Mississippi State, so they have at least two conference losses, and they've lost to South Carolina. So right now they have three. My thought process was if Ole Miss wins this game, and they're still at that point tied with Alabama for second in the SEC West, I would think Ole Miss is going to lose to Alabama. And then if you if it plays out like Arkansas wants it to, you could beat them and have a better-looking win on your resume. But I get also that vantage point as well. Well, I mean, I, right now, you need to catch up because, what I mean, you may have a tiebreaker on them, but Ole Miss with an extra loss helps you in the long run. LSU losing to Alabama helps. Or, I mean, you pretty much... Arkansas is not going to win the West. So to see that, go ahead and just give that to, to Bama. You can get second. Yeah, that's like what I'm saying. Second. I think it's a clearer path to to possibly being tied for second with three losses or something somehow. If you want to draw up a, a Hail Mary on, on how you could finish the season. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code HTL at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. NoHouseAdvantage.com. Promo code HTL. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Auburn Faithful, do you think they would rather have Gus back or they're so full of themselves that they won't admit that they were better off with Malzahn as the head coach. That question comes from Brad. Guys, I want you to give your thoughts, and I'll give mine. Well, you'll get a feel for it down there this weekend, but, uh, I mean, 
we've all had buyer's remorse with coaches before. We've, we got rid of a guy because he wasn't quite getting there. And then, oh, the next one's got to be better, and you find out it's not. I mean, that happens a lot in life. But uh, so I, I would imagine, Chuck, there's some buyer's remorse a little bit with, with moving on from Malzahn. Well, I think what they found was that just because you fire a guy doesn't mean you're going to get somebody better. And I can remember thinking at the time that um, Auburn doesn't believe it. You know, they didn't believe it on the day that they fired Gus. But I thought to myself, their next guy is going to be a downgrade. You know, they're going to downgrade. They don't believe they are. But they will end up downgrading from Gus. And they have. Um, they shouldn't have fired him. I know they got bored. Part of it is your act gets old. And uh, Gus was not one of those guys and is not one of those guys that's a big social media guy. He's not glib. You want to talk about a paranoid coach. I mean, Gus Malzahn wrote the book on that. Those who know him know that's true. Um, he wasn't going to give you anything. And so um, his act got old. And he wasn't winning enough ball games to entertain him the way they thought they should be entertained. And so they decided to move on. I think they've gotten exactly what they deserve. So if we're all in agreement that the Auburn job is better than the Texas A&M job, which I think we came to on Monday, is there any thought, and I know Auburn doesn't currently have an AD right now, Ross Bjork is A&M's AD, is there any thought to those schools looking at one another thinking, if this thing keeps going south, we've got to make a move before the opposing coach does so they don't poach who we might want. Does that enter the minds at all with those top two jobs seemingly coming open? Missouri's not competition for those two. No. But the other one is. A&M's competition for Auburn, Auburn's competition for A&M. If those jobs come open, is that a thought process that enters boosters and then also athletic director's head, which there's only one right now, that's Ross Bjork and College Station. Well, I think the most important person in that equation is Jimmy Sexton. Um, you know, I think that we found out the hard way that the super agent decides who goes where. Mm -hmm. and, and how um, much you're going to pay him. And how much you're going to pay and, and how much the next guy that he's going to place is going to get paid relative to the guy that he just placed and how much he got paid. Um Hey, you know, Gus and Jimmy played us a little bit, if you go back and you look at it, and um, that's part of the game. That's just part of the game. And sometimes you think you're going to upgrade, and you end up realizing that you haven't upgraded at all. In fact, you've really taken a couple of steps back. We'll be behind enemy lines this week on the Plains in Auburn, brought to you by Ooh. Ag Up Equipment, an official John Deere dealer. They don't sell maybe at Ag Up. Find them online at agup.com. And by First Community Bank, headquartered in Batesville, Arkansas, First Community Bank, 32 locations across Arkansas and Southern Missouri to serve you. This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by Mach 1 Financial. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC, is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. For full disclosures, visit Mach1Financial.com slash disclosures. Guys, let's keep the conversation right there. Because we've seen how distracting it is to the program here at Arkansas when you were in the midst of a watching a coach. We watched it with Chad Morris to some degree with, with Bielema. It was a complete and utter distraction in 2012 about the head coaching job and takes the focus away from, from everything. Chuck, I can't help but believe that's the, pro, the, the predominant conversation and has been for a while. Uh, we've seen how distracting it, it is here. I, I can't help even coming off a of bye week believe that it's still a distracting thing for this Auburn program. Well, you know, all you can really speak to is your own experience. And I can just tell you from, 
from mine observing the situation as it's come up here before is what happens is, you know, everybody focuses on the head coach, but there's an entire football staff. And I'm just not I'm not just talking about the coaches. I'm talking about all the way down to your recruiting office, to your to your secretaries, I mean everybody. Um, when a head coach gets fired, generally there is a total changeover, and it involves a lot of people who are not getting umpteen million dollars on the way out the door. They're getting an opportunity probably to make two mortgage payments for a little while because they're going to have to move. Um, so there are a lot of things that come into play. And my point is is that as the season plays out, I mean, you got people looking for jobs. You got adults with wives and children and college educations to pay for, and you may already be paying two mortgages from the last place where the head coach got fired. So there's a lot that goes into it, and I think that the unfortunate thing that happens when you get in a situation like they are in, and I'm sure it's happening there, is you've got guys in the back of their mind. They're trying to get their team ready to play. They're trying to do everything for those kids they said they would. But at the same time, you got to take care of your family, too, and you got to make sure you got a landing spot. So all those things contribute to the overall football product when you're in a situation like we've been in and like what they're in now and what everybody that is passionate about college football is going to find themselves in at some point. When, you're, when one foot is out the door already, and college football we know is a brutal environment for how much – you have to work and how many hours and minutes you spend at the office when you couple that with what you're talking about chuck it's extremely difficult i think about oklahoma last year which it sure seemed like that lincoln riley was one foot out the door before he got to los angeles and usc and i oklahoma i was talking to some oklahoma fans about this there was just something off about all last year and that's the head coach and it trickled down to the rest of that football team Oh, I don't think Oklahoma was necessarily bad last year, certainly not like they are now. And you really didn't hear about Lincoln Riley to USC until right there at the bowl game. It's a little bit different with Harson because, I mean, he's been dead man walking since the summer. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's it's, – I don't know how they're doing as well as they are, just to be honest, because I've seen it happen here. And I know how difficult it is just to win a game, just to beat anybody. How difficult it is when you're going through all that. And, and to me, this only really compares to to the Houston Nuts situation, that that drama from 15 years ago. Because this is from the outside looking in, a, a full on smear campaign at, at at Auburn. They're trying to ruin his reputation. They're trying it, it, that that's the way it appears, at least from the outside, Chuck. So to me, this is he's not, not only fighting for his career, but he's fighting for his personal reputation. Well, buyouts have changed all that. Buyouts have changed all this stuff. Uh, when you've got a guy that you've hired and he's got a big buyout and you realize real quickly into the game, and if you're observant, I mean, you know when you got a good one and you know when you got a bad one. You know, generally speaking, fairly quickly. And um, if you know we didn't pick the right guy but we're on the hook for all this money, the only way you can get out of it is to find some dirt on that guy or, you know, have one that just screws up royally. But, you know, Otherwise, you're on the hook for all this money. And so, clearly, clearly, at Auburn, part of this, the smear campaign, was to try to fire this guy with cause so they didn't have to pay him all that money. And it didn't work. And unfortunately for the boosters that want him gone, and unfortunately for those who want him to stay, um, the effect on their program has just been 
dramatic, and it's something that so far they've not been able to overcome. Now, let me say all this before we just, you know, start delivering the postmortems on Auburn football. They're good enough to beat the Razorbacks Saturday. Absolutely. And what I'm most concerned about is whether Arkansas can go down there and win. After Saturday, I don't care what happens down there. I'm not saying I don't, you know, I want somebody to get fired, but I'm concerned about whether Arkansas can go down there and win. And all this other stuff with Auburn, that's their deal. I don't really care about that. Let's go live to Auburn now with Jimmy Rain, head of Yellowwood, who is the big booster down there. He's talking with the board of trustees. Let's hear what he had to say. Is there no way we can get rid of him? Not without cause, Michael. I have cause. It is because I hate him. That's what they're trying to do right now, as you just pointed to. And I don't know. Well, they didn't just start. They've been doing it a while. Yeah, Before his first game, it almost seemed like. The offseason. It was. SEC is a a wild place. I mean, you think about what happened that Egg Bowl a couple years ago. If Elijah Moore doesn't lift up his leg like he's peeing, Ole Miss wins that football game. You might have Matt Luke stay in there. Lane Kiffin might not be the head coach. Moorhead ends up getting canned as well. This is just, you think about coaching stories, you're just talking about Coach Nunn, what happened in 07, not just 07, but 06 too. It's crazy. You think it was the real housewives of something with all the drama that goes on at each SEC institution. Here's the thing. If you're winning football games, they'll excuse just about anything. Except maybe lying to your boss, as we found out. But if you're winning football games, most of the time, they'll excuse anything. You can be the most immoral man in the world, but if you go 10-2, and two, there's going to be preachers laying hands on you. And you can be the nicest guy on the block. You can help little old ladies across the street every day. If you go 2-10, and 10, they're going to try to pin something immoral on you so they don't have to pay you all that money going out the door. That's the way the game's played now. You may not like it, may not be fair, but that's how it works. All right. So let's jump from that to the game itself Saturday. We've talked about some of the things we think are important, and obviously running the running the football we can talk about week in, week out with K.J. in this offense. But when you just look at the raw numbers, Chuck, and the, and the statistical comparisons, Arkansas on paper runs the ball very well. They're one of the top in the country, top in the conference. Auburn's on the other end of the spectrum. Is the game as simple as just Arkansas being able to run the football and and give Auburn what they can't haven't been able to do so far this year on defense, and that's stop the run. Well, you know, you look at the way Arkansas attacked BYU. I mean, BYU had struggled to stop the run, and it was the balance that Arkansas displayed in that game. You were talking about balance way at the beginning of the show, I think, and you know, I thought that was the real difference at BYU. And 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 you know, when when a coach talks about opening up an offense, sometimes it means different things. I think for Sam Pittman, part of it means throwing the football on first and second down. And I thought they did that more out there at BYU. Wouldn't surprise me at all to see him continue to do that if if the scout on Auburn shows that they're vulnerable in the same area. If they're not, because this is a different matchup, maybe you do something else. But, um, I, you know, obviously if Auburn stuffs the run, Arkansas is not going to win, and vice versa. For whatever it's worth, and numbers will lie to you, Auburn has the fourth best passing defense in yeah. the conference and the 19th in the country. So at least on paper, well, it should be more difficult to throw the football on That's Auburn. because nobody has to throw against them. You know, I mean, that's when you're giving up rushing yards like that, people don't throw against you a lot because they don't have to. You know, one thing I know we all pay attention to is our money. 
least I do, and I would imagine you guys do as well. And that's where Mach1FG.com, Mach1 Financial Group LLC, comes in. Would you be willing to endure a longer, deeper recession if it meant getting inflation under control sooner? Or would you rather endure a longer period of high inflation if it meant a milder recession? Well, check out the latest episode of the Mach 1 Market Moment podcast as local financial experts weigh in. You can go to Mach1FG.com. That's Mach, M-A-C-H, 1-F-G.com, and you can find out more. Mach 1's a registered, or Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. They're located in Bentonville. For full disclosures, visit Mach1Financial.com slash disclosures. One of our favorite callers is phoned in this morning, Brent in Stuttgart. Go ahead, Brent. All right. Chuck, Ty, Tommy, how's it going this morning? Good morning. Brent, doing okay, buddy. How are you doing? I just want you to know, Chuck, I've been thinking about you. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And um, I wanted I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, – this game against against Auburn Saturday, and we're headed up there Friday, and uh, or da- uh, down there over there. I'm not sure about directions, but we're going. I'm going to the game, and about that, this game, the key is some way we got to figure out how to tackle Tag Bigsby. Correct. That's part of it. That's for sure. That's a pretty big deal. I think if we can control the clock and uh, don't turn the ball over. We'll be just fine. And I also wanted to, Chuck, it was great to hear you and Z on the play-by-play uh, play against uh, Roger State. Is that correct? Roger State. That was that was fantastic. And from what I could see from the highlights on YouTube and uh, things like that, uh, looked like we were extremely athletic. And Trevin Brazil could jump out of the gym if he had to. Uh, we're going to be good. I mean, they got a good team. They got a lot of talent. It's going to take a little while for it to fully gel, but this is going to be a fun basketball season. Hey, are are they go, are y'all going to do the uh, uh, Texas scrimmage on the radio or no? <laughs> Open up that can. I of think you know Brent. the answer, Brent. <laughs> no, we'll be uh, at Auburn. I'm afraid we'll be at Auburn. And so uh, oh, I know, we got an I, overlap. I didn't, I didn't know if y'all were going to send the crew down there to do yeah. the basketball. You want to go do it? You want to go do it, Brent? Uh, no, sir. But I would, uh, I, I wouldn't miss the football. I wouldn't miss the trip to Auburn for it. But I would, I would, uh, travel and do all your commercials for <laughs> all your commercials for free on the away games for basketball. Wow. Okay. I know. Be don't be saying that too loud now, Brent. You'll be uh. <laughs> You'll be messing it up for all the rest of us if you start talking about doing stuff for free. No, no, no. You know, you know what? You know what? I, I really know. Just, I'm kidding you. I'm kidding you, Brent. I hope you have a great time know, at Auburn. Hey, I hope you do too. Brent, appreciate the appreciate the call this yeah. morning. Yeah, if you haven't heard, if you're just jumping in here this morning, no TV either for the Arkansas Texas exhibition in the Moody Center. On Saturday. So there was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, you're thinking, well, wait, I thought it was on the Longhorn Network. It was, Chuck, until about this time yesterday morning. Well, it was confirmed yesterday morning. I don't know how long it's really been scheduled to be on there or not. I mean, I don't know. Um, 
I can't imagine, like, all of a sudden Chris Beard would say, you know, now that I think about it, <laughs> might not be a good idea to have this game on TV. I'm going to guess he was against it from the word go. If I was a betting man, I don't know if somebody jumped the gun and said it was going to be on there when that wasn't really confirmed. I don't know. But um, for whatever reason, they uh, will not be showing the game on Saturday. Here's what doesn't make any sense to me. If they went through all this trouble to go through a third party to get the games overseas broadcasted, why would you not all the, why would you flip and all of a sudden not want to showcase your basketball team on Monday? Well, I in think the, the answer is obvious. Because it's a better team? Because no, in terms of the Arkansas Texas game, I think it's obvious because, you know, they don't want any video out there of the game. They are not necessarily video even. They don't want Opposing coaches settling in on Saturday, watching the Longhorn Network, taking notes on everything they're doing. Is it more because they're actually this game is going to be treated like an actual regular season game where they're not just figuring out who's going to play like they did on Monday night, that this is going to be a competitive, they're actually going to run a bunch well, of stuff because it's going to be close? Is I think it, it's because both teams are good, and both teams have fan bases that are interested in basketball. And they want to see their teams play as much as they possibly can. And fortunately or unfortunately, we've said it for years, if Arkansas plays Texas and Tiddlywinks, it'll draw a crowd. And, you know, you can't have Arkansas and Texas without having people want to watch it. I mean, that's that's just how it works. You shouldn't deprive the fan base of this. But you didn't have to look any further. I was listening to UNZ Monday night when about eight minutes to go in the first half, and you're – you're describing the technical foul and the fact that Musselman was way out on the floor and possibly could have been ejected from the game with the way he was back. That, that's all you need to know about what this game means, the competitors they are. and uh, yeah. So do you, if you think the Rogers State game meant something, I can only imagine it's going to be amped up a bit more on Saturday. No doubt about it. I mean, no doubt about it. He comes to play every day. You know, regardless of who you're playing, he comes to play and compete. That's all I needed to know is when you were having to discuss that on uh, on Monday night. <laughs> and remember, what happened the last te- time that these two guys went at each other? Yeah. What it was happened? in uh, one-point game. Arkansas-Texas Tech. Banker's life, and Texas Tech had an opportunity to win at the very end. Arkansas, J.D. Note gets the rebound. Game's over. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com.
Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. University of Tennessee has been granted a 30-day extension by the NCAA to respond to the notice of allegations, which allegedly occurred under Jeremy Pruitt. You say, Ty, why does this matter? Well, when Tennessee files that response, Tommy, the NCAA has 60 days to respond. That means, according to Knoxville News, a postseason ban is unlikely. Well, I think year. it's unlikely. When they when they rose to a top-five team, they beat Alabama post postseason ban was unlikely anyway you you talk about um rocking the sport you put tennessee on a postseason ban when they're scheduled to be in the Ooh. college football playoff that was never going to happen so i mean it makes for good clickbait but it really what didn't change anything there was never going to be a an instance when tennessee was a true contender that that would be taken away from them this year can you imagine the revolt in Knoxville and Nashville. Well, you had a thirteen and O team, and then they were barred from the playoff because of NCAA violations. Now, that would teach everybody a lesson. It would serve the sport well in some ways, but it would absolutely go to the core because if you did that to Alabama or you did that to Georgia or Ohio State, people would probably cheer. The rest of the college world wouldn't. I mean, those yeah. fan bases wouldn't. But you do that to Tennessee, they're they're kind of in the underdog category. They're the, the the Johnny come lately. Well, that would hack a lot of people off. Even though you're not a Tennessee fan, well, they'll do that to Tennessee. They'd absolutely do it to our program would be the thought. I know some of you may hate this take, but if there's a team out there that I want to win, win the national championship this year, it's the balls. I, this sport needs some new life. I'm sick of seeing Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State walking away with that trophy at the end of the season. Well, this sport needs new life. And you may hate Tennessee I, I, for what happened in 98. You may hate Tennessee for what's happened in other great games that you battled with the Volunteers over this year. But I want to, if I could pick one team outside of the normal realm, it's the Tennessee Volunteers. Yeah, but let's not pretend like Tennessee, if they won the, the championship in January, that that's now going to change the hierarchy and that Bama and Georgia are no longer contenders the following year or Clemson's going to fold up and go home I mean yeah you could see a team come along and, and odds are Tennessee won't win it because that's what history tells us but I would, I'm with you I'd love to see someone else not named Tennessee Georgia or Bama and it's really Bama and Clemson uh, uh, that have won the majority of the titles but a Tennessee win this year I don't think rocks the sport to the point where hey now there's going to be a flood of new teams in the college football championship game you bring up Clemson. What would Clemson's record be in the Southeastern Conference? That's a team that some of you have pressed for. They need to be in the SEC. They should be. They're a football type of school. Now, they typically have a top 10 recruiting class every year. At one point in time, they had four NFL first-rounders on that D-line. This year, they're undefeated. Just beat Syracuse last week. What would their record be this year? Yeah, and a ranked, uh, a ranked Syracuse team, too. They, they've played maybe... You know, some teams this year that, you know, they're going to play Notre Dame coming up. Um, going back and looking at some, they've got South Carolina, obviously, at the end of the year. But they've played some ranked teams. I think their, their record, depending on who they had played at this point, would they have played Georgia, would they have played Tennessee, would they have played Alabama, 
obviously your your opinion would be a little bit different. But if they played one of those, would they beat any of those three schools? I guess is is maybe the way to, yeah. to evaluate. Could they beat Georgia, Alabama, or Tennessee this year? No. I. Well, they'd have one loss if they'd played one of them. Would be my guess. Would they beat? I think they're Ole better than you know, Ole Miss. You know, I think Ole Miss got exposed obviously last week, but. I mean, Clemson would be a top-five program in this league. I don't think they would be the best program in this league. If you put them in the East, you said they're not better than Tennessee. They're not better than Georgia. They're better in Florida. They're, they're better in South Carolina. Kentucky? Probably. So at best, third. You don't have them better in the... Put them in the West. They're not better in Bama. Are they better in LSU and Ole Miss or Mississippi State? Good question. I don't. I don't know the answer to that. And I'll be honest, I've watched highlights of Clemson. I have not sat down and watched a Clemson game this year. I mean, okay. Start to finish. They I mean, played Wake Forest close. I think, I don't remember what the NC State score was. You were talking about ranked teams. That's who they beat. Here's why I'm bringing this up. Because when the college football playoff selection rankings come out next week, I think Tuesday, right? Isn't that when they come out? Or the first, yeah, okay. November 1. When we get into the debate later on this year of who should be represented in the college football playoff, I will have no issue if three SEC teams make it because I think Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State are the four best teams in college football from what I've seen this year. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you I've watched every one of their games, but from the games that I've watched, those four, to me, are the best teams in college football. Clemson, TCU, maybe USC, there might be another team that I'm missing, will have an argument at least, but I just don't think Clemson is a better team than any of those three teams, but they still might get over Alabama, Georgia, or Tennessee. Do you see much of a scenario, though, that three SEC teams could get in? Yeah, absolutely. If Bama wins out, goes to the SEC championship, Georgia beats Tennessee in a close one in Athens next weekend, and then Bama beats Georgia close, you're going to have three combined scores that are tight. That's a and lot of things team, that have to happen. Well, we laid out this scenario a week or so ago, and I truly, I think that's going to happen. You better have a Clemson team that has lost some games if, if if that's going to happen. I think that legitimately, if I had to pick a scenario of how this season's going to play out in the Southeastern Conference right now, I think Georgia's going to beat Tennessee close next week in Athens. I think Bama's going to win out and beat Georgia tight in the SEC championship, and I don't think Tennessee's going to lose the rest of the year based on what they have after Georgia. I think Clemson would have to lose at least one. If you've got undefeated teams, Ohio State and Clemson are both undefeated. They're not putting three one-loss SEC teams in. That just didn't happen. So the scenario would also have to include Clemson losing, Ohio State losing, Michigan I mean, these teams that – uh, that that are was there six or seven teams left that are undefeated at this point. Um, the, the ones in the Power Five conference, you could have an undefeated conference champion from a Power Five league not be in the championship. If you have a one loss Ohio, ahead of one loss team, Ohio State, a one loss Michigan, a one loss Clemson, a one loss TCU, maybe even an undefeated TCU, they still haven't lost yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're again; these are all scenarios, and these are subjective rather than objective but I was just kind of thinking about when we're discussing Clemson that I'm trying to give another team that's going to be up for that Oregon didn't do themselves any favors when they got housed in Atlanta earlier this year by the Georgia Bulldogs I think that's still 
in the front of people's minds. Oklahoma State lost earlier this season. I mean, the only undefeated teams left outside of the the ones that I mentioned with Georgia, Ohio State, and Tennessee are Michigan, Clemson, and TCU and Ohio and Ohio State. So, like you said, other teams would have to lose. But I'm really curious when we get that college football playoff rankings out next week, where they slot these SEC teams. That will be fun. All right, that's your SEC update. It's brought to you by Ashley Air. Those colder mornings are already here. Colder days are on the way as well. Is your heat ready for it? Get your tune, get your uh, seasonal tune-up, your fall tune-up from Ashley Air right now. Uh, they'll come out to your home, make sure everything's working perfectly and ready for those colder days ahead. Hey, on game days, call the Hogs. When your heat needs repaired or tuned up, get your $69 fall tune-up from Ashley Air. Go to AshleyAir.com to schedule yours. That's AshleyAir.com, proud sponsors of Razorback Athletics. Got three different ways you can listen to Sam Pittman today. He'll be with the media at 2 o'clock. He'll be at the SEC teleconference later on. Also, Sam Pittman live tonight on these radio stations at 7, plus hit that line.com. I could be wrong, but I would guess that he's not going to say 100% one way or another on the status of Arkansas secondary players. Well, I don't think he knows. I mean, I mean, he's probably tired of saying one thing. I expect he hadn't been no, given no guarantees, but he was pretty clear when we left Provo. I'm fully expecting these guys to play. I don't know if he's trying to talk them into it, trying to get them over their injury, past the mental hurdles. Uh, if he's just being optimistic and hopeful, I think he's probably tired of feeling like guys are going to be there to help his team, and for whatever reason, injury or, you know, haven't fully recovered, whatever they haven't been. That has been a recurring theme for the last month or so. I'm sure he's very helpful. I don't know how tight lip, but he was pretty open in Provo that he had expectations of everybody other than the season losses, like Catalan and, and Bishop Bishop, and then Torian Carter. He, other than those guys, he expected everyone available. So, I don't know. I mean... I think he, I'm I'm not I'm not going to believe it till I see him on the field, not even in warmups. Till I see him on the field in the game, that's when I'll at believe actually, it. at actually eleven o'clock. Because I yeah. guess the the information that I may relay to our social medias or to you is useless until we actually see it at eleven o'clock. Well, I mean, they may be practicing on the field, but until they step on, like you're saying, it it's not doesn't mean anything. I mean, there will be. You know, people in the press box, and you know, Tom Murphy's a good example. So they'll have the, the the binoculars out, and they'll be basically taking inventory, if you will, checking off numbers and seeing who's warming up, who's not warming up, who may. I mean, yeah, remember this is also an SEC game, so you're limited to seventy versus at Provo, where they could take more because it wasn't an SEC game. So, travel roster will only be seventy people. So, if these players aren't ready to go, not ready to play. Probably not going to make the travel roster just based on the, you know, you've only got so many that you can can take on the trip. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.